Welcome to the chat. This is the podcast powered by talk. My name is Greg. Thank you for joining me. Hey, we've got a great episode lineup for you. But before we meet our special guest, wait till you hear this. Upscale retailer Neiman Marcus has been getting a lot of attention lately for selling what some folks are calling seriously distressed footwear. Time for news of the weird, wacky, and the wild. The aptly named Future Destroyed High Top Sneaker retails on Neiman Marcus's website for $1,425. But the price tag is far from the most attention-grabbing part of the page. The sneakers themselves look like they've been destroyed by a dog. The kicks have been partially shredded, or as the product description puts it, subjected to heavy distressing to reveal the bright yellow stuffing. The upscale shopper looking to downscale their look might seek to pair the pre-destroyed sneakers with the $425 Nordstrom jeans that come pre-caked with mud. The more clean-conscious consumer might want to forgo the dirty jeans in favor of clear-knee mom jeans which retail for the comparatively low price of $95. And that is your weird, wacky, and wild news. As a fitness enthusiast, I'm really excited to chat with my next guest. She's an award-winning author who, over the span of her career, has written hundreds of articles for Shape, Prevention, Health, Woman's Day, Glamour, Better Homes and Gardens, Family Circle, Huffington Post, and many, many more. She's declared war on fat with her wildly popular book, Break Up With Your Fat After 50. And in addition, she's a business ninja, four-time certified trainer with over 15 years of experience. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Chat Podcast Lounge, the incredibly fit Linda Malone. Hi, Linda. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Greg. Okay, well, let's jump right in with our first question. Okay. Why is it so important for women approaching their 50s and even beyond that to either adopt or maintain some kind of fitness routine or regimen? Well, it's important for everyone, of course, but with and now I'm 58. I don't know if you mentioned that in the intro, just so people know where I'm coming from. But I began my career as a personal trainer when I was 35. So at that point, a lot of women would sign up with me because when they hit the age of 50, and I would hear all kinds of complaints about all of a sudden I can't lose the weight I used to be able to lose, and I, you know I'm just not happy with myself in so many different ways. And so they would hire me. And the thing that struck me was how much uh, weight or how often women would gain weight around this age. And it was menopause and it was uh, just a whole bunch of different physical changes that were happening. So I was freaked out thinking, you know, when I hit 50 and at the time, again, I was about 35, you know, what's going to happen to me? And it actually really freaked me out. So I was my own guinea pig throughout the years. 
And, you know, so I, cause I knew I, I knew what I was eating and it's not that people wouldn't be truthful with me when my, when I'd ask my clients, you know, what did you eat or did you work out? But I knew that there were things that I, I didn't know for sure. You know, I never knew. And why is this person, you know, seemingly doing everything right and still not losing weight. So as the day, the weeks, well, years went on, I, um, again, I use myself as a guinea pig. And so I realized that, yeah, it's harder as you get older. And now at 58, I have, you know, I hear from women all the time around this age that there's just things that don't work in your twenties and thirties and even in your forties when you hit 50. And so the, the whole game changes, you know, it used to be you're in your thirties or especially in your twenties. Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. I'll just leave the butter off of this bagel for a week and bam, it's gone. You know, it's not that easy after 50. There's just a lot of changes that happen. So, and the, the most, one of the most important things in the, and sort of the thing I really harp on a lot with my clients is that weight training and resistance training becomes important because we start to lose muscle. And this goes for men and women. It's not just women. We start to lose muscle in our thirties. Wow. And it sounds like, oh, so I'm not as strong. It's not a big deal. It's not just that when you lose muscle, you, your metabolism drops because you burn a lot more calories. Your body burns a lot more calories at rest when you have like muscle versus fat. Fat doesn't burn any calories at rest or very, very few. And muscle is literally your metabolism. So if you're losing muscle, you are, your metabolism is slowing down. Okay. And so that's, the biggest that's a very long answer to your very short question <laughs> but I hope, yeah. you know, there's so many aspects to it it's kind of hard to sum it up exactly well let's face it the fitness and exercise community has a significant vanity component to it and you mentioned that you're 58 and make no secret of it and by the way folks if you go to linda's site at lindamalone.com and take a look at the photos you'll see for yourself that she looks absolutely amazing and takes tremendous care of herself. What propelled you to be so open and honest with your age? Well, because people will, and this actually was through a business coach I had where she was helping with my website. And, you know, she had, and she didn't know, it was a mastermind group, so she didn't know me well, we weren't working one-on-one or anything. And she went on my website to evaluate it in front of the whole, you know, virtual class and she said, well, for one thing, um, you know, you need to really show people or tell people why you're qualified because clearly you're not yet 50. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, I am not only over 50, but I'm almost 60. She said, what? And so that's why she said um, to put, you know, that's what, if you go to my website, it says I'm 58, really, because people will respect or they will take my advice to heart if they know I'm in their age group. It's really, it's a whole different thing. When you have a 20 something year old trainer, you know, showing you what you should quote unquote be doing in your fifties and you have to question, okay, even if, you know, if they're trained to, to train, you know, if they have a, a credential that enables them to work with people who are over 50 I mean, that certainly helps, but until you're in the trenches, you don't know. So yeah, I tell everybody. Because I just think there's too much stigma about age and, and what for? You know, I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's how you feel about yourself. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit and take a look back at your career path. You're from the East Coast, correct? Yes. Can you tell? 
Well, you're on the East Coast too, right? Well, yes. out here I get that all the time. Like, what part of New York are you from? And I go, really? <laughs> yeah. In California, I guess they stand out. Yeah, but in a good way. <laughs> so tell me, was fitness something that you've always had an interest in? Or was there a series of events that led you to a career in fitness? I probably have the most bizarre background of anyone who's in this business, but yeah. it all comes together now. Right. So I have a Bachelor of Science degree in nutrition. I originally went to college thinking I wanted to be a dietitian. I've always been fascinated by food nutrition. So I got my degree. I started going for my master's and then kind of got sidetracked by landing a job where I worked for a a company that did recipe development. Hmm, and neat. so I had the nutrition degree and I thought, okay, and they had a test kitchen and we did all sorts of like, if you look at a back of the box recipe, like say you get a bag of rice and it tells you a recipe, how to use it rice. That's the type of thing that most of our clients had us, you know, hired us to do. Okay. So I was doing that and I really loved it. And I found I'm very artsy and I'm very creative. And so I found I had a knack for desserts because I love the decorating. I love coming up with concepts. And so what happened is we had a client who was a restaurant client who needed a line of desserts created for them, for the restaurant. So I worked one-on-one -on -one with a pastry chef in our test kitchen to come up with these concepts. And I loved it. And I realized I really had a knack for it. So I ended up leaving that. I was there seven years. I went on to work side-by-side -side with a pastry chef in a restaurant and started taking courses, really high level, a former White House pastry chef I was wow. learning decorating from and really cool stuff. And just, um, I just really loved it. And so I'm one of these people who I just throw myself into everything, like 110%. And so I ended up, um, first I was a pastry chef for a while in a restaurant. I did not like the restaurant situation. So I ended up opening my own bakery Yeah. and I developed all my own recipes and my specialty was actually a white chocolate mousse cake. Oh, and I yummy. Had people, I know it was, it was crazy when I think about the stuff I did, but it was really, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of hard work. It was a very small shop and I burned out from it because of a lot of different reasons it was i didn't do bread so it wasn't super early but i you know early in the morning that i would have to start every day but i just i just kind of lost the passion i kind of i did everything i wanted to do with it is right. what happened and at the same time i'd always been into fitness and just sort of i'd leave the bakery i'd go into the gym and work out and then people in the locker room i'd hear somebody go somebody have muffins in their gym bag or <laughs> cupcakes or who smells like cake and i'd always, uh. I'd always have to fess up it's me i smell <laughs> yeah. like cake sorry so <laughs> it came to like it was the mid 90s and i decided you know i need to make a decision here because i really love fitness i want to get certified as a trainer and it was a gradual transition that that's what I did. And so in 95, I got my first uh, A certification, American Council on Exercise. And I very slowly, and this is what happens, I started trading off you know, my business and going into something new. And so I started as a personal trainer. And then I found, and as I said, all this sort of ties together now because then I, I've always loved writing as well. And I began freelance writing for a local magazine, and they loved what I did. And so I, that was the beginning of a 15-year career in that. So that was concurrent with the fitness 
and the um, fitness and the writing. And so I pretty much with the writing, again, I maxed out. I still do a lot of freelance writing, okay, but not as much as I used to do because my business now has shifted online. So I really, I dropped the one-on-one training a few years ago and have landed where I am now, which is where all the knowledge, the recipes and all the things, and I do recipe development for magazines too. I had a column in Oxygen Magazine for over a year called Easy Does It, which was a 30 minute, I think they still have the column, 30 minute recipes and um yeah so i do keep up with that but Mm -hmm. now with what i'm doing it all comes together and except for the pastries yeah except for the pastries well that is certainly a very interesting career arc that you've had with lots of twists and turns and while we're on the subject of business what are some of the challenges that you face promoting yourself as a brand and your business well, the biggest challenge for me is the technology. But aside from that, because that's sort of different, I guess, than what you're asking. So as far as marketing, it's a matter of branching out into all different venues. Like there's, I mean, social networking and, you know, the internet is really the only way at this point. You have to get out there. And I... um I've been working on that for a few years, and so I've built a pretty good platform of people who follow me on Twitter. I have 14,000 followers right now. I have a Facebook group that I started. I have like 1,700-something members, but it's all been step-by-step, and so there's no... There's no real shortcut to any of this. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is, you know, I had, I co-hosted that Bowflex radio show for a year and my writing definitely helps to get me out because I'm in, you know, you Google my name and every article from years ago pops up and those, a lot of them do refer, you know, some of them, I shouldn't say a lot, the ones that, um, that I can, you know, do link to my website. So that all helps. But it's just getting out there. Yes. And the organic search results are so important. Yeah. And while we're talking about your website, you have a lot of great content and resources available there. Users can join the seven day ageless body challenge, download your free ebook, sign up for a newsletter, check out the blog. There's just a lot of information available. So for ladies out there who may be struggling a bit or need a little extra help with their fitness journey, do you have other resources on the site that they can check out? Well, I suggest, you know, for people who are, you know, if they don't know me at all and they want to see what I'm about, the the best thing they can do is take that seven day challenge because that was, it's free. Okay. It was the result of a lot of, I would do challenges on my Facebook group and they're always popular. And I was putting so much work into it that I thought, why not just make this into, you know, a, a regular thing. And then my newsletters are actually links to my blog. So you get it, you know, your my blog delivered right to you. And then if you want a more personalized program, so I have a, a 90 day, I call it my 90 day ageless body plan because it really takes about 90 days to see a substantial difference, especially after 50. Yes. You know, if you're, it, it's a combination of um, meal plans and workouts. And most importantly, and the reason I really did this is that I do one-on-one coaching with most, I have three different plans. And so they, 
offer either email support for the the beginning plan, but I have weekly calls with my clients on the other plans. And that I have found is really the biggest factor that contributes to success is you really need accountability and that sort of, you know, we call it laser coaching because a lot of times people will not know what they're doing wrong. And unless I really sit down and talk to that person and find out, all right, let's walk, you know, walk me through your day is a lot of times how I'll put it. And then I can, I can see, and sometimes even the way they say things or the way they're handling things, well, it was, you know, it was the weekend, it was vacation. It was, and it's like, you know what, this is life. It's not a, this is not a, a shortcut fad program. It's about taking your lifestyle and adjusting it so that you, you get the results that you want to get. Absolutely. And you have programs designed for every fitness level. Well, let me ask you, what else do you have in the works? I have what I'm calling my ageless army. And that name, by the way, was because I've had people say, these are women over 50. They want to be known as an army. I asked them my Facebook group and they're like, I love it. So it's a monthly program that I plan to launch within a few weeks. It's It'll start sort of on a probably by the time this this podcast posts, it'll be up and at it. It's a monthly membership plan where you pay just a small amount, and I'm not quite sure where it's going to be around ten dollars to start to have to have access to how to do all different exercises that I'm going to have a vault of like exercise videos and covering different topics like here's a the best core routine for after 50 here's the total body stretching and then I also plan to do like you know how-to videos on different things it could be um, you know it's not all set yet because I'm still in the midst of doing it how to prepare you know a simple you know low fat meal tools and resources nutrition tips so it's really everything and so it'll be like you just have access to all these tools that will enable you to kind of piece together your own program if you're not interested in a one-on-one thing. Cause it is just going to be, you, you know, here it is and take what you want. You know, it's, it's uh, it should be, it's, it was at request of a lot of, you know, people had asked me if I had something like this. So I said, okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, we'll look forward to seeing that launch in the weeks to come. Yeah. And it, it will be soon. So it's uh, I'm excited about it because it's something that will grow over time, you know, depending on what people want and, I'm always listening to what, you know, my clients and people on the Facebook group, what they tell me they're interested in. So I go with what seems to be needed. It's my peeps, you know, everyone. And that's the thing they say, oh, the emails I get most frequently, aside from, I love your blogs, they're hilarious, because I do add humor wherever I can, because my life is pretty funny. Actually, anyone's life is funny if you really look at it a certain way, you know, so I just have this way of... Like I don't allow things to get me down and women after 50 and men too, but women particularly tend to, there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of frustrations and it's not just body image, but it's just, you know, if you have kids, a lot of times they've left the nest. And so there's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things going on. And so I'm always looking for ways to turn it around. It's not that you're in denial or ignoring what you have to look at, but you can, look at what you have and what you can do instead of what you can't. And, you know, let's make light of it. And, you know, I, my blog this week, I said, I have a game I play every morning that I hate and it's called 
what hurts today for cripes sake and i get out of bed (laughs) but i have to look at it like that you know otherwise what's your choice you're going to be just depressed your whole life so everything on this site is is upbeat and positive yeah well i think we could all benefit from a little of that these days Okay, Linda, before we bring this episode to a close, do you have a little time for a fitness Q&A session? Sure. Excellent. Prior to the show, I asked listeners for their fitness questions, and here's what we have for you. So Michelle from Tennessee writes, Help! I'm in my mid-40s and work out three times a week either doing cardio on a treadmill or on an elliptical machine. My diet hasn't changed in the last several years, but I'm beginning to notice that my midsection is not as flat as it once was. And in parentheses, she has pooch. Do I need to start weight training? Will that bulk me up? I don't want to have she-hulk arms and legs. (laughs) That's such a great question because there's so many little components of it that I hear all the time. And the first thing is, a lot of times women will do and I don't know. It sounds like she's just doing uh, treadmill or the elliptical. So it's mainly so. cardiovascular yeah. exercise, which is great for your heart, great for fat burning. But as I mentioned earlier, we start to lose muscle in our 30s. So by the time you get to your 40s, you really have lost some substantial muscle if that's all you're doing. So definitely strength training. And no, it, it will not bulk you up. And in fact, what people misconstrue is that, you know, you, I'm trying to think of how to word this. So it's easy to to understand, but you, you take fat takes up more space than muscle. So the same pound, you know, a pound of fat and a pound of muscle, of course, weighs the same, but when you look at the two on a scale, literally fat takes up something like, well, muscle takes up a third space of fat. Wow. So you are actually leaner and your shape the only way to shape up and to get definition is by doing weight training so definitely two to three times weight training and you just need to find a weight that allows you to do 12 to 15 reps where the last three are a challenge and that's the guide i use because the weight itself will vary depending on your fitness level and the muscle that you're working so there's no blanket weight there but um that's the best advice i can give so definitely start with that and yeah, the changes um, as far as the belly fat is due to hormonal shifts when your estrogen drops over the years. And usually it's after it's like late 40s, early 50s, that creates a more male pattern, sort of, no offense, Greg, but male, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. male pattern fat distribution where, where men tend to gain weight around their abdominals. Women up until this point usually tend to gain weight around their hips and thighs. Well, that shifts because of the change in the estrogen. And the biggest issue with that is that heart disease risk also increases. So there's another reason to really get get yourself in, in shape. A good point and a very comprehensive answer there. Okay, so we have Christy from Ontario, and she says, I'm worried summer is almost here and I need to get myself into better shape like yesterday. What are some things that I can do which will make the most of the time I have left before vacation in early July? Okay, so we're recording in early May. So that gives her about 60 days. What can she do to get herself in shape in two months? Well, there's a few things. I mean, as far as 
what let me see she says way uh, better shape if that includes weight loss the most important thing you can do is to really take a look at your diet because it's way easier to cut out calories and to fix your diet than it is to try to burn it off with exercise so you want a combination i would suggest see it's hard to tell because i don't know what she's currently doing so if you are already working out and you're doing all the right things, you're doing cardio and you're doing weight training, I would suggest adding some interval training, which will help boost fat burning. And that actually is even if you are a beginner, you can do it just at a lower level. So interval training is a matter of you do a warm up and then you kick up the intensity for say 30 to 60 seconds. And this can go for any sort of exercise, but mainly it's cardio. You can do cardio and weight training combined. And then you bring it back down to your original pace for however, like usually it's the one-to-one ratio to start. And so you want to gradually over time and by time, like next week or so to decrease the rest time and increase the higher intensity. And usually you go for about 20 minutes, so it's a shorter workout, but research shows this is really the best way for your body to continue to burn calories even after you've finished working out. It's called EPOC, which is excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, I believe. So it just simply means you have like this afterburner effect. So that would be one thing. I would definitely add some intervals and weight training. If you're not doing weight training and watching your diet, it's always sort of multifaceted. I wish I could say there was one answer, but that's really what it takes. Right. So Christy needs to take a look at her diet and and exercise program. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Do you have time for one more question? Sure. Okay. So Diane, who is in Arizona is asking, once I get home from a day of hurting elementary school students, I'm extremely tired. I really want to start an exercise program, but don't know where to begin. Motivation and exhaustion seem to be my biggest challenges. Of course, there's my age. I'll be 51 soon. Should I hire a personal trainer to get me headed in the right direction? So, Linda, what do you think? What's your best advice for Diane? Yeah, a trainer could definitely help. It depends on, um, you know, you still have to have your own motivation though. That's the thing is that people think I'm going to hire a trainer and there's going to be my motivation. Well, as a trainer for 15 years, I can tell you it's not enough. I would have people work with me once a week and do nothing else the rest of the week. So even if you hire a trainer, a trainer is, you have to really make it clear what you want from the trainer. And whether it's a specific guideline and what I suggest to people is if you can't afford to have a trainer two or three times a week, which most people cannot, Mm -hmm. you have them do a workout, like have them create a workout for you that you can do on your own. And so this way you maybe have them once a week, which is great motivation. And then make sure you have a specific plan for the rest of the week. That is the best way to use a trainer because, and also don't use them for cardio. Some people hire a trainer and they go out for a walk. That's what (laughs) you have your friends for. Right. (laughs) It's an expensive walk (laughs) (laughs) or any type of cardio. And the thing is, too, now, as a teacher, I don't know, Diane, if you are a um, if you're starting early in the morning, because usually the first thing in the morning, if you work out first thing, you're much more likely to stick with it. Research shows it. And I can tell you anecdotally that my morning clients were the I mean, there's nothing that's happening yet. You know, if it's Mm -hmm. six Mm o'clock in the morning, 
you're not usually getting phone calls that early. So there's no distractions. By the end of the day, you're physically and mentally tired. Yep. Sometimes that works for people though. So if you want a break after the, at the end of that, and you do look forward to a, a workout, then it could work for you either way, but find which a time of day you can stick with and, and really make a commitment to it. There's no shortcut. Everyone asked me about motivation and the only thing to do, my best advice is just do something just yeah. right now, you know, get on your, your, get your walking shoes on and go outside. And there you go. There's no, there's nothing anyone can do for you. You have to get it within yourself. And once you get in the habit of it, it's like any other muscle, you end up developing it and it becomes easier. I don't think about what I'm going to do in the morning. I get up, I put my workout clothes on and I go to the gym. I just do it while I have coffee and feed my cats. But I mean, after that, because <laughs> it does take me a little while to wake up, yeah, but I too. head to the gym. That's just what I do. And that's where you want to be, where whatever you pick becomes second nature. Exactly. And for myself, that's right. why I work out in the mornings because that's the time I have and that's when I feel most motivated. Linda, thank you very much for the extremely valuable insight and special thanks to Michelle, Christy, and Diane for submitting your questions. Well, we're nearly out of time, but before we wrap things up, in addition to your website, where else can our listeners find you? I'm on Twitter at Linda Malone, and last name is M-E-L-O-N-E. I'm on Facebook. I have my Facebook group, which if you go on my website, you can. there's a direct link to it. And I'm active on Pinterest, which I find a lot of women also tend to um, to go on. And I, I have all these links are on my website. It's probably the, the easiest thing is to go on there and just click on the little icons and you'll be taken right to, to these sites. But I'm out there. Yep. All bases covered. Well, Linda, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your schedule to join us here. It's been a lot of fun and we've learned a lot. And friends, thank you for listening in. As always, we appreciate your support. Hey, you can drop us a line at chatpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Chat Pod. And look for us on Facebook at The Chat Podcast. And to be sure that you don't miss a single episode of The Chat, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere else podcasts can be found. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. But be sure to join us next time here in the chat.